Welcome to BG Mania, a video game music podcast founder right here at Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always by the self-proclaimed king of Long Island, Frank. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Uh, for those that listen to our Maxable podcast, we recently made a change to the way we're doing some things here on our podcasts. Uh, for those that don't listen to Max Level, I do want to kind of let you know what's going on as well. Uh, so we are not sponsored by any company or any product. We are completely self-funded. Level Down Games is completely self-funded. BG Mania is completely self-funded. Um, you know, we, we do this for fun. We do it as a passion project. So I used to have the ad reads in the beginning of BG Mania in the middle of Max Level and throughout some of our other shows to try and emulate some other podcasts that are sponsored, but at the same time, just try to, you know, just be different. And I, I think that it was just causing too much so we're going to simplify things here a bit. Everything, you know, anything that we ever talk about, any product we ever talk about, whether it's Max Level BG Mania, uh, reviews, I always let you know first and foremost when we do video reviews or, or text reviews, if the uh, the game was provided to Level Down Games from a company. So, you know, I'll always say that this was purchased by us or provided to us from a, from a game company or developer, which, you know, we, we do get a good chunk of things, but there are some things we still purchase for review. Um... I, I will always be transparent and upfront about that kind of stuff. So right now, we aren't sponsored by anybody. So we're taking out all the ad reads, and, you know, they're just affiliates for us. Uh, we don't, we're not compensated by any company for talking about a product, so I, I don't think it makes sense to have that stuff in there. Uh, they're all just affiliate links, and if you use our links, that's awesome, and I appreciate it, and Frank appreciates it, and we all appreciate it, but uh, that's the only way we ever receive compensation from anything that we talk about they're all affiliates nothing is sponsored so it just makes sense to not have it in there they're going to still be in the in the description box and all their videos on youtube you can find it in the descriptions for bg mania on podcast services they're in there if you use them that's like i said that's awesome i do appreciate that but uh unless we do get sponsored then obviously the format of our shows will change drastically uh you know if we ever get to the point where somebody wants to sponsor us or you know have us read ads for them then yeah we're definitely going to consider the option and the idea because that is a way to continue to grow but for right now we don't have to worry about that um if the, if the time ever comes you will you will definitely know because you'll probably hear ad reads the very beginning of the show before anything kicks in <laughs> so if, if that were to ever come to fruition you'll definitely know um going forward i won't be mentioning this at all anymore the only things you'll ever hear is what i'm about to say next Let's get the housekeeping out of the way. BG Mania and Level Down Games is entirely self-funded as a passion project. If you'd like to see it continue to grow and become something even bigger, consider supporting us through one or all of the, of the affiliate links listed in the description of the podcast. It would mean the absolute world to us. It's the end of the month. We just had a cool little day that I know that's why you picked that opening track there. But it's the end of the month. It's crazy that we're filming this so early in the month. It's July 22nd. Yeah. Uh, it, it's Sunday, July 22nd. Actually, it's 1225 a.m. Technically, for us, it's still Saturday because, uh, you know, who, who counts midnight rollover? But in, in technicalities, it's uh, Sunday, July 22nd when we're recording this. And because the end of the month falls on a Tuesday, August 1st is a Wednesday. This coming up Wednesday, July, July 25th is the last Wednesday of the month. So that's Radio Hour Volume 13, baby. Volume 13, and uh, we've got lucky a lucky 13, huh? Yeah, unlucky number 13. We actually did just have a Friday the 13th this month, too. Speaking of, but uh, yeah, no, we uh, we, we got a 
a fun episode, I think, today. This is going to be a very eclectic mix, as we always say, BG Mania. For first-time listeners, BG Mania, I'm sorry, Radio Hour, is an eclectic mix of music. No themes, nothing like that. No particular spotlights, no composer spotlights. It's all just what we feel like playing. One track from you guys, one track from Jessica, five from Frank and myself. Uh, it's, a, it's a good time. So what was that opening track? I feel like I've heard that somewhere before. I think you've heard that. Uh, that is the... Friday the 13th Camp Crystal Lake map theme mm-hmm. uh, from the classic LJN Friday the 13th game wouldn't 1989 really, at its finest wouldn't really call it a classic <laughs> you know what it's, it's one of those games that I'm glad to say I've beaten oh I finished it too it's just a crappy game I was going to say, but I would not say it's a good game. Uh, we no. used to do a little segment called Good Game, Bad Game. This is not a good game. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. This is a bad game. I, I finished this game, too, surprisingly. I have beaten this game. Um, but it's, it's not an accomplishment. It's a bad game. <laughs> I feel it's an accomplishment. It's a little notched our belt. Sure. Um, it's just necessary. But, but the yeah. game itself was composed mm-hmm. by uh, Hirohiko Takayama. Okay. Uh, and by listening to that song... It definitely triggered into me like what what else he did, and I looked it up and I confirmed it. He did the music for the NES Karate Kid game. Okay. See, hearing that, you can definitely hear that. Uh, he also did Ghostbusters too for the NES. Uh, Panic Restaurant, which is actually a good game. Adventure Island Three, which is a good game. Good game. And Box Adventure. Hmm, you've talked about that one before. I have. So, um, I mean, he, he was mostly in house for LJN, and uh, I wonder if those soundtracks have longer than 13 second loops <laughs> you know what no I those didn't think so all, those, those, game, those songs were all loops yeah um, it was funny because we were talking about this track and uh, we, we kind of looked up the entire soundtrack there's only five tracks on the entire official soundtrack for Friday the 13th NES one of them only three seconds long some of the some of the loops are as, are as short as like three or four seconds I, but I do believe Camp Crystal Lake is the longest at 13 seconds yeah um, I the song's a lot longer than that because I heard so much of it playing the mm-hmm. scene. <laughs> no, it's it's it, it sounds longer, but it's actually not. It's legit it's thirteen one, it's, seconds. But it's it's one of those things that as a kid you don't really recognize because, you know, you for one the NES didn't have the best capacity for music. True. It's pretty good, but just, it could no, it could have done better than what we saw there. It is it, it is pretty good, but uh, some games neglected it for more color. Some games neglected it for you know for more assets and such. Mm-hmm. This game neglected because it was LJN and neglecting is their middle name. No, well, actually, no, no actually, the middle name starts with a J. Joking. Uh, okay, <laughs> neglecting would be their last name. The first name. L J N. Oh, LJM. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Oh, what's wrong with you? Uh, it is 1230 a.m. Yeah, it's night's still young, uh, dude. Night's still young. And I, I may have had a few. The night is still young. Um, okay. Well, I'll go ahead and kick in to my first pick on Radio R this week then. And I've got something from a game I've never played. But it's something I want to get around to eventually, but it's something I know you yourself have played, so you're going to really like this track. Okay. Uh, it's, a, it's a recent track. From Metroid Samus Returns, this is the theme of Samus.
that was the theme of Samus from Metroid Samus Returns, composed by Daisuke Matsuoka, uh, with help from Kenji Yamamoto and Minoko Hamano, those two obviously being the veteran composers to the Metroid franchise. Uh, but a majority of the soundtrack was remixed or composed by Daisuke Matsuoki, uh, Matsuoko. Um, pretty cool. I, I really like what he obviously, you know, you hear variations of some of the other Samus themes that are featured throughout other Metroid games. You do hear that here, but a little bit different. Uh, Daisuke Matsuoka worked on Tomodachi Life with Asuka Ito, and he also did Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze with Minoki Hamano, Shinji Ishiroda, and Ryu Tamura. So... Uh, he he. What's crazy? When I was looking him up, he didn't. He doesn't have a ton of games that he's actually worked on, so I, I'm surprised that he was given the reins fully to a Metroid game. That's actually kind of neat. So maybe they're passing off the reins to the Metroid franchise to him. So it'll be curious to see when Metroid Prime Four comes out, even though it's being developed by Bandai Namco, presumably, if he will be the composer on that game or not. We'll have to see. Uh, but Metroid Samus Returns did release on the Nintendo 3DS September 15th, 2017. It's a 2.5D remake of Metroid 2 Return of Samus, which happens to be your favorite Metroid game. Uh, yeah, probably my favorite Game Boy game in general. Yeah. So, uh, again, I, I've not played that game. Uh, I, I want to. I actually wanted to pick it up when it first came out. Um, I really wanted to. Compo- he's the one who did uh, the Street Pass uh, music. Yeah, Bro. yeah, he, he did that too. Find, find, find me in Puzzle Swap. Okay, so I've heard his, I hear his stuff all the time. Yeah, like I said, it's nothing like major, but it's just like some influential stuff. I like that you looked him up as I was talking about it. Yeah, so definitely, uh, yeah, well, okay, definitely, okay. definitely some influential stuff. But again, it's really cool that he was given the reins to the Metroid franchise. So I am hoping that maybe we'll hear him in Metroid Prime Four when that comes out on the Switch. That'd be really neat. Um, great track though. Really like it. Really like what he was able to do there. Very atmospheric. Um, very Metroid fits the series very, very well. I like it a lot. That was a good pick. Mm-hmm. My next pick is going to be a song from the most prolific video game composer of all time. Of all time, this huh? Is, seriously, we'll, we'll talk about that when we come back as well. This is the theme to NHL 94. the theme for NHL 94. Okay. Uh, 
Now, I mentioned before, the most prolific video game composer of all time. Yeah, curious who that is, because I actually don't know who composed NHL 94. Born in Bury, England, this is Mr. David Whitaker. Okay. Now, let me take you, the, the David Whitaker started with the Amiga. He's written compo- compositions for Amiga, Atari ST, Commodore 64, Game Boy, Game Gear, Sega Master System, Sega Genesis, NES, Super Nintendo, and the ZSX. Okay. So not currently still active. Not currently active. He was active from 1983 to 2005. Uh, his 05 stuff is... What was released in 05 PS2. that was on that list? So I was going to say, what was released in 05 that was on that list? So he actually has some stuff for PS2 and N64. Okay, so you okay. more than I, than I So all the way up to, all the way up to the PS2. Okay. Okay. Now, he has more soundtrack credits than the top five... Uh, if you take top five uh, soundtrack credits for who has the most, mm-hmm. he has more combined than two, than two, three, four, than and five. All, the two, three, four, and five together. Okay. okay. Now, what happened was he he started on on the the Amiga and and then the uh, the Commodore sixty four. Mm-hmm. He actually wrote the audio driver that programmed his music into these games. Okay. And he was the kind of guy who would copy and paste his music in different keys for different games. So a lot of the soundtracks that he's composed are very similar. For, <laughs> or, not or even very similar. Just it's the exact the same, same thing. It's the same song on a different key. Okay. Uh, to the point that his number has not been. There's there's so many games that like, they've lost count of it. Okay, so it's but, not uh, like it's not that he's a great composer. It's he, that he's... Has o- he has over. <laughs> we know for sure over 100 individual game soundtracks, uh, over 400 comedy for, Commodore 64 soundtracks as well. Okay. So like, but, but once again, he was a copy and paster. Okay. Uh, but it was all music. He wasn't stealing from anyone else. Right, 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 right. But what I'm saying is like that there were only so many original things out there then from from David. Correct, but. Whenever it came to like him being on a system, he would help develop the drivers for it. So, for for the Sega, he he actually used uh, the quartet system. For Commodore 64, he actually built the assembly. Okay. For the Game Boy, for the Game Boy, he has own audio drivers. Everything he did, he created the drivers that helped boost video game music for everyone going forward. So the guy was a trailblazer, prolific. If you bring back the NHL 64, NHL 94, I played the hell out of this game. I played this all the time. Mm-hmm. Until I think uh, NHL '96 or '97 came out. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't a big fan of the hockey games back then. Now, if we're talking Bill Walsh's college football, the SNES, sure, I played the crap out of that. There you go. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the NHL games back then. Uh, great, always, great piece of music, I'm, though. Always been. He's great. And like I said, he, he he's so many games as you know of. I couldn't possibly list them all off. Uh, sure. But he did a lot. He's a lot of the 007 games that we uh, that we covered. Uh, when we did our, uh, our James Bond episode. Yeah, I know the name definitely sounds familiar. I definitely that's, think that's, I, that's, I talked about him during like the Commodore 64 um, ones or something. I, I, guarantee, I guarantee that you've, you've played something of his before. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites of his, he did Loops. Okay. Uh, uh, Spider-Man Return of the Sinister Six for NES, but uh, Alfred Chicken. The guy's all over the place. If, if there's a game out there and you don't know the composer, it's a good chance it's him. <laughs> And if, and if you heard the song before, it's a damn good chance. So. Yeah. Yep. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, okay. Let's go ahead and go to my next pick, which is a rockin' little piano tune. Ooh. From a game titled Monaco, 
This is Discotech Rogue. Was Discotech Rogue from Monaco, composed by a, a gentleman that I am a huge fan of. Uh, someone, no, someone we actually talked about on Max Level this past week because I mentioned their game uh, coming out uh, yesterday, actually. Uh, Often Wintery, the composer behind Journey, Abzu, and the Banner okay. Saga. So he is the one that composed that, and I do believe it's him playing the piano there as well. I was so. about to say, if that's him playing the piano, the guy's a freaking genius. And no, I he's fantastic. Have his babies. Fantastic. Uh, game released on April 24th, 2013. Monaco is a stealth heist game. It's very fun to play. Uh, you are basically in charge of assembling a team and trying to pull off robberies. So it was basically GTA Online heist before GTA Online heists were a thing. Uh, no online co-op, but you can play these local co-op. So they're fun. I could be Danny, I could be Danny Ocean. You could be Danny Ocean. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or Billy Ocean. <laughs> but can you can you be the official um, R&B singer of uh, 
No, no. Mm-hmm. If we if we can't change the rapper, we're not gonna have a different uh different genre of person as well. What's but, gonna be our, what's gonna be our official musical? Because we're gonna need one of those as well. We're gonna need something. Um, cats. Cats. Yeah, that'd be great. I like cat. Cats. Oh is a, well, I never was there ever a cat cats, so clever as cats magical is, Mr. Cats, cats is good, dude. Cats is a good musical. Um now forever the Winter Garden Theater. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, though, dude. What a freaking track that is. Like, it's no, I, so I was, good. While listening to it, I was even saying to you, I would love to see this played live. Like, yeah. that is... Yeah, like, that right there. Um, and that's, it's funny that's because... That's, that's art. That's... I, I had forgotten how good that actual track is. Now, that blows everything else on the soundtrack out of the water. The rest of the soundtrack, which is only... It's not a deep soundtrack. It's not very long and not, many, not very many tracks... But nothing else compares to that track, dude. Like Austin Wintry went above and beyond on that one. Like obviously we know his his work on Journey is phenomenal. He won so many awards for that. Uh, very emotional. This obviously is so different from that. But my God, is it good? Like this is unbelievably impressive how he was able to do that. And just it just flowed so well, man. It flowed so well. Fantastic. Oh, that's that's a, that's a work of art. Like I, I bow to your nature for picking that pick. That's a good one. Yeah, fan freaking tastic. Um, we're gonna cut over to our fan pick for this episode, though, and this is a pick that we got from. This is a leftover from our anniversary episode. So we had a couple that we didn't pick for the anniversary episode because I wanted, you know, I, I tried to stick to a few certain things there for that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have a couple that were leftover. But as we always say, if you want your track featured on an episode, upcoming episode of Radio Hour or maybe some themed episodes in the future, always email us bgmania at leveldowngames.com. We will play your tracks eventually. I assure you, I promise you, they will not go unnoticed. Um, for our, for Obviously, for our anniversary ones, we weren't really getting stories for these ones so this one doesn't have a story attached to it either this one just came to us from a gentleman named matt not the other not your matt not the matt that is a listener of the uh, show a different matt that is a listener of the show uh this is from Hi, other matt <laughs> other matt um this is from a game that i know i played i'm pretty sure you played gears of war 3 i played gears 3 okay yeah from gears of war 3 this is finally a tomorrow
And that was finally a tomorrow from Gears of War 3, composed by Steve Jablonski, who did the music for Gears 2 and Judgment on top of Gears 3. And uh, he also did the music for The Sims 3. Uh, we might hear something from The Sims a little bit later in the episode. But uh, yeah, he did do the uh, the music for The Sims 3 as well. How did you know I picked The Sims track? You son of a gun. <laughs> uh, Gears 3 released on September 20th, 2011. And it was a fantastic game. It was a great game. Yeah, I like The Sims 3. No, Gears 3. Yeah, Gears 3 was okay. <laughs> um, the Sims 3, I don't know when that released. Probably... 2012 or 13, somewhere in that era. But uh, I no. had all kinds of pets. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna sidetrack you forever if I keep playing. No, that's, game. Okay. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, Gears Three though was, like I said, it was it was a good game, and I'm actually a fan of the Gears of War franchise in general. But uh, the most recent will you, one, play, will, will you play the Gears of War Funko game or no? No, I won't play the Funko game. I won't play the RTS game. Uh, obviously, I did play and complete and actually have a review up for Gears 4 on our website. Gears 4 was fantastic. Microsoft actually provided us with that one, so that was really nice of them. Uh, and I'm and I'm desperately, but I just combined desperately and definitely. I am definitely, so I'm not desperately, but I am definitely looking forward to Gears 5 next year. Uh, I, I am glad that it actually stars the uh, the girl, Kate, from Gears 4, because I do think that she is was a more interesting character than Marcus's son. She has a, a much more tragic backstory and a much much more interesting story. So I'm glad that they're kind of focusing on her now instead of him, uh, just because I thought she should have been the main character from the start, because like, it was her story to begin with. You just weren't playing as her. So it, it was kind of weird that she weren't, that she wasn't the main character. But this music dude is so epic. Like, this was one that I heavily considered adding to the anniversary episode in place of one of the other listener tracks, but decided that because this one's a bit longer, I went with a shorter one just because that episode, obviously, I knew it was going to go long. So I, I was definitely doing everything I could to to keep the episode length like under two and a half hours, which we did manage to do. Barely, but we managed to do it. That was a damn good pick, Matt. I appreciate it. Yeah, Matt, actually. Yeah, Matt, Matt. Uh, not your Matt, but another Matt. Um, great. Oh, freaking we're going to call you good Matt. Yeah, good Matt. Because other, other Matt is bad Matt. <laughs> I didn't say it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just inferred it. I don't think he listens to this show. Well, well, good Matt. And bad Matt. I think you're going to like my next song. Okay. What are you going for? I'm going for one of the best fighting games of all the times. Okay. Well, and this is Iron Fist's theme from Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3.
that was Iron Fist theme from Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. So uh, this was a game that came out for the PS3, Vita, PS4. Actually, a launch title for the Vita, believe it or not. Ooh, could have been um, on the launch episode then. Yeah. Um, this, this came out November 2011, November 15th for the, the, the PS3 and Xbox 360 version. Uh, it took the original 36 characters from Marvel vs. Capcom 3, The Fate of Two Worlds, added 12 new fighters. Uh, six Marvel, six Capcom. One of those being, of course, Iron Fist, whose theme we just heard here. Uh, now, the uh, composer was Hideyuki Fukasawa. Okay, I feel and, like I've heard that name. Uh, you absolutely have. Uh, he did a game called uh, Chaos Legion. Okay. Uh, that, that's a game where he kind of garnered his fame, but he uh, did the music for Monster Hunter Frontier. Okay, I know him from Monster Hunter then. There sure. you go. Okay. Uh, he also did, he also did uh, one, one of my other favorite fighting games. He did uh, Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 2. Okay. I uh, thought, is it, and, but your, your favorite uh, Dragon Ball fighting game is now Z, right? Dragon Ball Fighters, yeah. Fighter Z, or Fighters, whatever um, you want to call it, what yeah. you want to say. Um, that was a good, but uh, Budokai Tekaichi 2 was really good. That's the one that actually introduced the fusion system. Oh, cool. okay. okay. Uh, he's also been the main composer of the Street Fighter series since Street Fighter 4. So Street Fighter 4, all the crazy iterations of that, and the abomination of a game that is called Street Fighter 5. Okay. Which, uh, for being a crappy game, actually does have a good soundtrack. Of course it does. Street Fighter usually always has a pretty good soundtrack to it. Starting back um, with uh, Yoko Shimomura. But this, this really was a great game. I mean, like, it brought the original three-on-three game that I loved, added some new stuff to it, actually added uh, Dante and Virgil from Devil May Cry. Um, I kicked a lot of ass in this game. I would love to say that the the, the four that came out mm-hmm. was a good game, but I refused to play it. Until they put the actual X-Men until, in or whatever? Until Disney gets the rights back from Fox so I can have a proper game I'm done with the series. Well, I think you might be waiting for a while. Not out of the way for a while because Comcast just recently pulled out of the, the, the merger, so this may be happening sooner than later. We'll see. We'll see. I know there was definitely some rumors on Reddit uh, that we talked about in the Maxwell podcast about some potential DLC-related stuff coming for Marvel vs. Capcom 4. Uh, oh, no, sorry. What is it? Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is the name of the game. Infinite, yeah. But uh, they there was rumors that we would be seeing like Wolverine, who, as I know, who you want in the game, so... But, no Wolverine, uh, no Frank. <laughs> well, that's just not a bad deal in general. Since there's no Wolverine in any of our shows, does that mean there's no Franks? That means I can... Wolverine is in every one of our shows, just very subtly, so you have to look and listen really hard. Yeah. I don't see him. I do see Captain Crunch, though. <laughs> oh, it is delicious. I love me some Crunch berries. <laughs> All right, man, let's go ahead and take a listen to my next pick on today's episode. We're going to go back to a a franchise that I love playing music from because it's always so freaking good. So this is from Silent Hill 4 The Room. The track is Cradle of Forest.
And that was Cradle of Forest from Silent Hill 4, The Room, composed by series composer Akiri Yamioka, with vocals done by Joe Romersa. Uh, funny enough, both Frank and I, because Frank asked me when we were listening to that, he's like, is this Peter Steele on vocals? And I was like, no, it's not. But funny you say that, because I actually originally, when I heard this track, I actually thought that was Peter Steele. Peter Steele being the uh, lead singer of Typo Negative. But uh, I actually thought that was him as well when I first heard this track. And R.I.P. to Peter Steele passed away in 2010, I believe. Yes, um, of a, like a heart attack or something, something like that. Yeah. Something with something involved with the heart. But yeah, um, kind of underrated uh, type of negative. But uh, they they were very influential and very good for the time. Uh, but yeah, Joe Romero sounds like a freaking spitting image of, of Peter Steele, so it's very, very creepy and very weird. But uh, Silent Hill 4 The Room released on September 7th, 2004, and ended up being one of the better Silent Hill games to ever come out. Obviously, it's hard to top Silent Hill 2, but Silent, and I don't think anything ever will. But Silent Hill 4 The Room was fantastic. So, um, like Frank's thinking with the opening track from Friday the 13th, I myself picked something from a horror game because this is episode 13 of Radio Hour. I just happened to pick the better one, which is usually the case anyway. Wow, Brian. Wow. You know what it's time for? What we haven't had this episode? You stupid idiot. <laughs> that sounds like an Al Francaro fact coming up. A tank tidbit. <laughs> so Peter Steele was born in Red Hook, Brooklyn, into a Roman Catholic family and attended Edward R. Murrow High School, located in Midwood, Brooklyn. No, we're not talking about Peter Steele. Oh. Uh, Joe Romero uh, is an Ro- American musician, composer, voice actor, and music producer. Who's... Joe Romero. Okay. Uh, he uh, was in the Silent Hill games. That's all the facts? That's it? That's all you have? Uh, I had plenty of Peter Steele facts, but apparently we're not talking about Peter Steele. No, no, no. Um, yeah, I looked up Joe Romersa when I was doing my research for these tracks where we started, and uh, he 
really wasn't any big bands of note. Like I know the only like the I think the most successful band he was in was like from the late 70s to early 80s. I forget. I even you might have it pulled up. I forget the name of the band. Um, it wasn't something I ever heard of before. Like it was just just an unknown band. Unless unless they were popular that I just don't know about. But uh, from what I could tell, it didn't seem like didn't seem like they were that successful. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's uh, let's see, he was a musician for no one important. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like it's no one really, nobody major. No one that I could, I, I was even able to recognize off of just name, which is uncommon because you know both you and I are not not only fans of video game but music but music in general. He was the voice of Joker in Akita. Yes, yes, he was. Yeah, so okay, he's so. still he's still active, which is really really cool um, to this day. But. Uh, this is such a good song. Like Akira, uh, yeah. we, 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 song. when we talk about Silent Home music, we obviously always are talking about Akira Yamioka, who I think is, I, I don't want to say underappreciated or underrated because I don't think that he is, but I don't think he gets enough credit either. Like he is so good in terms of compositions, like these creepy makes you unsettled type of music. He's really good with that. And he's fantastic on the electric guitar. Like he does it all. And it's just really, really well done. Uh, I really like his work and I love listening to anything that he really had a hand in because it usually ends up being pretty good. Um, I have several more tracks saved from Silent Hill games that I, I will eventually get through uh, on, on the show just because Silent Hill music always tends to just 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 be amazing. Like, I really, really like it. No, I love the music from Silent Hill games, man. Yeah, I don't think we've ever played really a bad track and I, I'm sure there are some bad tracks found within Silent Hill, but I know for sure we've never played one here on the show yet. But uh, I definitely have at least a handful more that I personally have saved, but I'm sure there's more because I haven't listened to every soundtrack completely yet. So, but no, fantastic piece of music. Absolutely love it. And uh, yeah, RIP to Peter Steele. <laughs> Be rest in peace. I love you, Peter Steele. Hell, Brian, I even love you. In oh, a way. Yeah. Is it? Do you? Do, I, I don't know. Though, I don't I think I want you to love me, though, dude. But <laughs> I don't think I want you to love me based <laughs> on know what I have. What you have coming up? <laughs> My next track comes from a little game called LNOR. Yeah. It's titled "I Always Kill the Things I Love."
That was I Always Kill, The Things I Love, from L.A. Noir. Yeah, that's why I said I don't think I'd really want you to love me, so. Strictly platonic, Ryan. Well, not unless I don't you get me, unless, unless you get me drunk, you know, that's I don't, there. I don't care about that. I just don't want to die. I wouldn't kill you, Brian. <laughs> okay. Sure. Well, not, not until you make me the sole beneficiary of, uh, of Love Alone Games. Not happening. At least give me the passwords on Twitter. Give me something. Um, no, no. This is performed by Claudia Bruken, featuring the real Tuesday Welt. Not to be confused with the fake Tuesday Welt. Uh, that's that's the name of a group. Um, is it? Yeah, the real Tuesday Welt's a group. It's, it's the backing <laughs> group there. A little, little, little jazzy thing. Nice. Uh, so, El- so Elena War was a game that came out on the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. Um, it's now on the Switch. Yeah, and it's actually not bad on the Switch. Like, it, it, it deals with, like, the HD rumble and stuff for the investigation. Obviously, you need to have an SD card because the game is too big to fit on the actual internal memory of the Switch. But still, um, game's not bad on the Switch. But what really I remember the most with this game was, for me, it was the most revolutionary looking, like, facial capture I've ever seen. Yes, for the for its time. For yes. its first time, of course, of course. Um, every actor in that game, they were they were perfectly recreated. Mm-hmm. It was there was no ifs ands or buts about it, and you could tell the work that went into it. I love games like this. I love solving mysteries. Uh, I really wish they would make more games like this. Maybe L.A. Noir two or oh. hell, maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe even like Long Island Noir. That'd be cool. L.I. Noir. They're they're they those solving mystery type games are definitely out there. Um, just not not in like the same style of L.A. Noir. I don't think we'll ever see an L.A. Noir too, just because Rockstar Games is a studio that can really only handle one title at a time now going forward. Um, and I'm perfectly fine with them working on uh, Red Dead. Yeah, uh, no, a hundred percent. I just know that they are a studio that really can't multi-juggle different games anymore just because of how how big game development has become like they used to have different studios that rockstar working on different things but you know it just doesn't like all the whole rockstar studios now work on one game so that right now all hands on deck for red dead redemption 2 as it gets ready to release in october and then i imagine they'll start working on gta 6 like i don't even know if bully 3 is ever going to be a thing which was leaked or bully 2 bully 2 bully 2 bully 3 was never never going to happen just like half-life 3 
But yeah, uh, Bully 2, I don't know. You bite your tongue, okay? (laughs) Satan Gaben is going to bless us one day. No, just like Portal 3 will never happen either. Or Left 4 Dead 3. Brian, stop. Okay, you're depressing me. (laughs) I actually saw something funny the other day. I can't remember what title it was, but it was like... Um, they were they were acting for like a third game of the franchise, and they're like, Valve's gonna buy them and make the game. And then someone's like, re- we retweeted it, and they're like, there's the error with this. And I thought that's all they said, but it, obviously they're referring to the fact that Valve can't count to three. Like they don't do third games yeah. of anything. <laughs> uh, I forget what actually title it was though. But I like the music. I like the track because I like jazz. I like lounge singing, and it's like that. It has like fusions of all that type of stuff, and um, you know, very. 1940s 1950s or even 1930s to us to a sense and uh i, I like that kind of stuff I, I i always like old school feels like that um you know i i enjoy listening back to you know shout out to Manion, a guy that we do our wrestling predictions with he's a huge fan of the rat pack but uh i, I like music that sounds like that you know modern day michael buble stuff so it's always really cool when you hear that so pretty neat pretty neat so what do you got for me brian what do you what do you, what do you got for, 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 for me well i'm gonna go to a track from a game that we talked about this past week on the Max of a podcast. Oh, so nice. we did a thing for our main discussion where we talked about bucket list games and accomplishments we want to achieve in actual games that we haven't done yet. So if you haven't checked that out, go listen to it. It's a fun listen. That, that whole entire episode ended up being really, really fun. But uh, one game that I talked about in particular, I noticed we had never picked anything from before when I checked the spreadsheet. So from Mike Tyson's punch out, This is the fight theme. was the fight theme from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, composed by three individuals. I could not figure out exactly who is credited with that, because as we always talk about when we start going back into the early years of video game music, obviously this released here in North America on October 18th, 1987. Um, When we start getting that far back, specific credits for songs are harder to come by. Yeah. So this was composed by the trio of Yukio Kaneoka, Akito Nakatsuka and Kenji Yamamoto, uh, the same Kenji Yamamoto we talked about earlier from Metroid, the one of the veteran composers to the Metroid franchise. Kenji Yamamoto obviously is a huge name when it comes to Nintendo music from the uh, from the late 80s and early through mid 90s and even so much in the late 90s as well. But uh, fantastic piece of music, obviously very iconic. I freaking love that. That and the uh, the training theme that you hear when you're riding the bicycle. Yeah, those are the uh, the two freaking most iconic Mike Tyson's punch out or just punch out in general tracks that you're going to hear. 
when, um, whenever I hear that song, whenever, whenever I hear the training theme, I always sing something to myself. I'm always like, Doc is on a bike. I'm running behind. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. inc- incorrect lyrics, just like uh, the theme from the Dark World. The theme from the Dark World, because that's, that's wrong that's, too. That's wrong. That's not wrong. Those are the right words. No, I'm glad you admitted that that's wrong because it's actually fight fight for the light world. So everything everything you say is a lie. <laughs> Frank is the best. Frank will not murder you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I freaking love that theme. Um, obviously, the reason that I thought to pick that for the show today is because we started when I started making my list for bucket games, um, bucket list games, <laughs> bucket bucket head, just bucket in general. Um, bucket head was he is okay. He was a okay Buckethead, Buckethead was in a video game, though. So there you go. Yeah, he was, but uh, not better than Slash. Um, I thought, you know, I started looking. I was like, man, we can't believe. I, and I know you said that you wanted to play something from Punch Out before, but uh, we've never have. So I thought it was time. And I know we've I've been trying to rectify some of the stupid mistakes that we've made by not playing tracks from certain games. Um, the reason why I focused on that so much in the uh, anniversary episode as well. Um, because I do feel like there's games that we've just sadly missed and it sucks because we, we shouldn't be skipping over some of these things, uh, some of these iconic pieces of music. So yeah, we finally got that in there and what a fantastic piece of music. Uh, freaking love that. So very, very good. Very, very good. Fun, fun little fun fact. Yeah. Um, if you remember Animal Crossing on the GameCube. Yes. Uh, it came with a NES game on each and every cartridge. Mm-hmm. Punch out was my game. Nice. Klukuland was mine. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, Land, I, I recently tried to go back and play that. I'm not good at it. I was it's, never good not, at that it's game. Not, it's not fun. Well, it's not that it's not fun. It's just... I don't find it fun. I'm not good at that game. Like, I tried to get good at it, and I, I got lot, better lot, at it. A lot, lot, lot of swinging around, and it's not my Yeah, game. I got better at it when it was on Animal Crossing, because I used to play it all the time. Because it was my game, and before we started hacking Animal Crossing with Universal Codes and getting everything, like... Um, I I used to just play what I had, and I got better at it, but I can't say that I ever really got that good at it. <laughs> but uh, it's now time for our monthly Jessica pick. Let's kick it over to her and see what she has for us. Hey everyone, as you all know, it's Jessica with Level Down Games. For my pick this time on BG Mania, I decided to do something that I'm actually going to do pretty much a song from every version so between the sims and then going up to the sims 4 this time i decided to start off with the sims um obviously it's the first version that i've played of the series and as a huge sims fan to this day um you know gotta pay respects to them so this is the song i decided to pick um i chose this one it's actually the song that plays when you're building your house um but to me when I hear this, that's the first thing I think of is that I'm on The Sims building my house. So I thought, what better song to pick than this one? Hope you guys enjoy.
And that was By Mode 3 from the original Sims, composed by Jerry Martin, who did the compositions for The Sims and all of its expansions, plus SimCity 3000. And okay, the, so what you huh? do is you have the whole down control shift C. Mm-hmm. Then, you t- then you write the word mother load. There's 50,000 simoleons. Rinse and repeat until you buy everything. Jessica does that all the time. Like she, that, is she, that is cheating, Jessica. And that she, is not how we play. That's how she, I play. She, uh, she knows the cheats inside and out for The Sims, dude. Like she just, she whips around those. It's, it's pretty impressive. She whips around those games. And I mean, she's got, you know, basically she just sits there and builds houses. That's what she likes to do. Builds houses, decorates them, and then makes families and then forgets about them and goes and builds another house. Um, I like to build, I, I like to build the house with children, raise them all up to adults and then murder them violently. Do like a fire or a swimming pool or trapping them in a room and watching them starve. <laughs> That's called oh, sociopathic God. behavior, dude. Is that what that is? I think so. Um, I should give I should give them a chance to escape, kind of like you know, like in Saw. Ooh, like, can you imagine if you could build an escape room in The Sims? That would be pretty crazy. Like, I wonder if anyone's ever tried that. I'm gonna have to look that up. I want to know if anyone's ever modded it to try to build an escape room in The Sims. I would watch that. Yeah, I would watch that too. Uh, the original Sims released on February 4th, 2000. So crazy that The Sims is 18 years old. Dude. Is it really that old? Yeah. No. And thank you, Willard. When, yeah, thank you very much. Because it was, it was fun, dude. Like, The Sims is still fun. I don't play The Sims anymore. But I was a big Sims player when the first Sims came out. Like, I, I recognize that track. I know that track very well. Absolutely. Um, I played one and two. I played one and all of its expansions. I have two and all the expansions, but I was not as big into Sims when, the, when two came out as I was the first one. Um, my uncle's girlfriend at the time actually was a big Sims player. And... I, I used to play like I borrowed her games and installed them on my PC and uh, used to just mess around with them. Then um, that's back when I first learned how to do like no patches, like see like no CD, no patch CDs or whatever. Like I forget what the, those little hacks were called, but you can actually. Uh, but back when you had to have the CDs in your actual PC to play the game, there were patches you could upload into the files to where it would make it seem like the CD was in there, but they really wasn't. So um, that's when I learned how to do all that kind of stuff. But now you don't need CDs, ROMs in your computer at all. Because why would you? Because everything's digital. So. I, yeah, I haven't seen a CD-ROM on a computer in a long time. Yeah. But yeah, that's when I first learned how to do all that kind of stuff. Because I didn't own The Sims originally. I do have them now and I did buy them eventually. But at first I didn't own them. And uh, I just installed the patches with her copies. So it is what it is. But uh, thanks to Jessica as always. Another great pick. We always enjoy having those on here. So she's got a whole list. She's got a whole playlist. She just goes alphabetically, not alphabetically, but like she has them sorted in order how she wants to do them. So she's set for like the rest of the year. <laughs> what are you going to close out with this week or this month? I keep saying this week. Every time we do radio, it's this month. What are you going to close out with from, this month? This is from a Disney game that I love to hate. The name of my track is Maharaja. Of course it is. <laughs> from Quackshot. No, you can't have a Q game.
that was Maharaja from Quackshot. I don't the appreciate paint. you trying to show me up with a Q game, dude. I know I had to. I'm sorry. That's all right. Quest 64 is better. I don't care. I don't believe that. It's wrong. Uh, this game came out in 91. Uh, December 19th, 1991, to be more specific. Okay. Very much a... Well, obviously, it's, it's Donald Duck is, is the lead character. It's very much a DuckTales kind of game. Okay. Obviously not uh, as actually, good as DuckTales, though. It, it had the potential, but the controls are very, right. very, very floaty. No, I've played Quackshot. That's what I'm saying. I definitely know it's not as good as DuckTales. This was a yeah. Genesis game, wasn't it? Say a Genesis game. Yeah. So uh, the plot in a nutshell here is uh, Donald Duck is in Uncle Scrooge's um, library. A map falls out of a book telling him where the ancient treasure is. And Donald Duck's like deuces and uh heads out you know he's not telling uncle scrooge he's gonna get that for himself mm -hmm. uh but big bad pete overhears this and he's kind of following donald throughout the whole game you go through all these different um lands acquiring an item the item is pretty much the way you solve the puzzle through the next level mm -hmm. you know this item does this item does that really fun game very hard to control right uh, and that's why this game suffered right Right. Well, I mean, well, well, Quest 64 suffered as well, but um, it's kind of oh. funny that you tried to show me up there with uh, with the Q game. So thanks for that. As I told you, as I told you, yeah, I was looking for very underrepresented letters as well. I took my picks. Right. Um, no, I know. I know. <laughs> this is composed by Shigenori Kamiai. Okay. Which I hope to pronounce it right. Probably not, um, but <laughs> I don't blame you for not pronouncing that right. Uh, so the credit that he has is the Castle of Illusion. Mickey, Ooh, Mouse. Mickey, Mickey Mouse, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Mickey Mouse's Legend of Illusion. Okay. And Quackshot. Okay. Uh, that's it. <laughs> so Disney composer. Well, not even a Disney composer, just three game composer. Three game in-house Sega composer. Oh, the, the actual the actual Mickey games he composed were the only the Genesis versions. Yes. Oh wow. Okay. Because I know the I know Castle of Illusion was also SNES, was it not? Was it? I've only ever played on Sega. Pretty sure. Also, it's on PS4 now, too. And PS3, oh, I think. All good things eventually. I actually do have it on PS3. But looking. now you have me and Brian looking this up. Well, I'm actually looking. Um, We're doing it live. Because I, I don't remember. Uh, no, actually, it was only Genesis. Okay. See? There you go. What? That's um, actually... It doesn't even say that it's on... Um, doesn't even say that it's on... PS3. So what game is that? That's the same game. Hang on. I'm so confused. Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse was released. You're thinking, you're thinking of the 2013 game that was, um, it was a 16-bit version of the game as well. But, but Castle of Illusion on PS3, Xbox 360, iOS, PC, Android, that's the same game. It's a remake of the 1990 Sega Genesis, Sega, the Mega Drive game. It's the same game. So I wonder why on the original wiki, it doesn't show that, you know, anytime you see a remake, it shows that the actual game, it's, they're related. It stays the same thing. Um, yeah. The Land actual, Land the, the remake actually had Grant Kirkhope to the, uh, yeah. Closing yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that just now. Um, weird. What Mickey Mouse game on the SNES am I thinking of? I know there's one. Thought there was anyway. The world may never know. Or we'll just look real quick. Magical Quest. That's a good. We've actually mentioned that game before as well. We, we have, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have. Um, known in Japan as Mickey's Magical Adventure. 
Yeah, I did that. That's what I'm thinking of now. The magic quest by Mickey Mouse. Uh, just the whole story. Composed Mickey. by Mary Yamaguchi. Yeah, it certainly was. So, um, have you picked? Yeah, you've picked something from that before. Haven't I have, you? Yes, yeah, I have. I thought you did. Uh, okay. I like Disney. What can I say? Yeah, I know. Um, okay. My last pick is going to come from, I do believe, the most recent game on the, uh, yeah, 100% the most recent game yes. on the uh, on the show today, because this game released uh, last week. So this game, well, no, two weeks ago. It came out on July 13th, 2018. So that would have been about a week and a half ago on Friday. Oh, my God. You should see Frank's hair right now. But uh, <laughs> it is, uh, is it? Is it? My um, God. My God. <laughs> Why were you just doing that? My God, you made it like three feet tall. Um, I wanted to pick something from Octopath Traveler, which I did mention before. So I listened to the entire soundtrack of what's available, and I haven't heard this track in the game yet because it's one of the last bosses that you're going to hear. Uh, the name of the track is Battle at Journey's End. And the reason I chose this one is I thought that I wanted to choose a battle theme first of all, because the battle music is really, really strong in Octopath Traveler. Uh, I will be picking some other tracks. I, I have some saved for future upcoming themed episodes and special episodes I want to do in the future that, I, that I've been kind of tucking away. Because what's funny is I actually have a dedicated YouTube account that is strictly for BG Mania that I use to save tracks and playlists. So I don't do it on the main Level Down Games account. I actually go to a specific account that is for BG Mania, and I actually tag things that I want to put in playlists. And I have about 30 or 40 playlists going in that on that account to where I have, you know, I sort things for like spooky music, Halloween music, Christmas music, um, different level themes music, or theme episodes that I know we have coming up that I want to do. So that's how I've been doing a lot of things for the past couple of months and it actually really helped me out with picking things. I actually have a radio hour playlist to where I just tuck things away that don't fit anywhere that I want to just put on nice. radar as well. So a uh, little little helpful hint if you wanted to do something similar because it does really, really help out. But uh, I knew I wanted to do something from Octopath Traveler, so I chose to do the battle theme music. Um, and this just, honestly, I thought was the best one. Um, it was composed by Yasunori Nishiki. Uh, when I when I first saw the Yasunori when I was looking up the composer, uh, I actually thought it was going to be Yasunori Matsuda, but it's not. It's Yasunori Nishiki, who is only 33 years old and has no other major games to his name besides Octopath Traveler. Uh, he's, he's, got, he, 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 he's very new to the to the industry. Um, you know, he has like two or three mobile titles and like one other smaller game to his name that I didn't recognize. I don't think they've been even lo localized into English. Um, he's got a website. I was looking at his website and like everything is in Japanese, like games that he's done. So nothing that's even made it over to the North American soil before. So the first thing that we're going to be introduced to him for is Octopath Traveler. And what a freaking game, dude, to to for your introduction. Like this soundtrack is f phenomenal. I, I gushed about the go listen to Max Level on Monday. I gushed about this game for like 20 minutes, dude. Um, th this this game is incredible. Octopath Traveler is phenomenal. Uh, love what acquires the studio behind Bravely Default, uh, Square Enix, and Nintendo all did with Octopath Traveler. It's phenomenal. Uh, I can't. I'm, I cannot say enough good things about this. Uh, I, I can't wait to write the review for this game. It's it's going to be good. I can't wait. And the music's epic. The music is so good. Like, it's so good. Yasunori Yoshiki also was the composer for the PES Pro Evolution Soccer 2011 and 2010. No, he wasn't. 
I'm just throwing shit out there. I was gonna say, I, I know for a fact he wasn't, because I, I would have said that, because that would have actually been uh, games worth noting, because they're at least major releases, and they were localized, so. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, I know, I know for a fact he wasn't. <laughs> um, That's right. But, yeah, dude, that's going to bring us to the close of Radio Hour Volume 13 this month. Unless you have anything else you wanted to discuss before we get out of here. Just remember to keep the music playing and keep it loud. Okay, so you have nothing else to discuss. That's good to know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible by leveldowngames.com. Remember to submit your tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to bgmania at leveldowngames.com. I'm going to say this. Every time we do not get enough requests. So please start submitting more tracks for us. BGmania at leveldowngames.com, especially because we're doing a complete fan episode this November on Thanksgiving, where we want to have at least 12 tracks that are all submitted by you. So please, BGmania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of where you're enjoying this content, be sure to show your support by leaving a review. And if you aren't already, subscribe on YouTube. You can also follow us over at twitch.tv slash leveldowngames for all the live streams and events. And on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook if you want to follow us across social media. Check that description box below for the appropriate links. Next week, we're actually going to be doing an episode that we originally talked about when we did the James Bond episode like this, this is a one of the newest ideas that we've had. And it actually we, we slotted it in quick because we definitely wanted to do it because we no, realized yeah. how how great the sound chip is. So next week, we're going to be focusing on music strictly from the Amiga. We're going to have 16 tracks, eight from me, eight from Frank. Where we're just looking specifically at music released in games on the Amiga. Taking us out of this episode once again, we have Battle at Journey's End from Octopath Traveler. Keep the music playing and keep it loud. And keep it loud. Yeah.